BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Carolina Cadillo podcast listeners. Hello, hello. Breaking news. Got breaking news here on the show. What's the breaking news? You probably heard it already. J-Lo. Another one. Another one. DJ Catalyst. Does he say his name? More money. On the rapper. More money. More money. More money. DJ Khaled. Say your name. Doesn't he always say his name? Oh, okay. Anyway, it's a Carolina Cadillo show. I'm Jeff. Yeah, she could make it today. No Carolina today. The breaking news is that that, uh, J-Lo and Shakira are the headliners for the Super Bowl halftime show in 2020. They've gone full Latina. The NFL has gone full Latina on us, everybody. After people were so mad about their last year, and I forgot Maroon 5 was uh, part. Was Maroon 5 the main headliner last year? I think they were. They were good. But, you know, people complained about Maroon 5. You, know, you can't have white guy. You can't have only white guys anymore. Even though Maroon 5 has a black guy in the band. Yeah, loca, loca, loca. Oh yeah, these, they're probably going to perform together. These two at some point on the stage. Let's see, what, let's see what it sounds like together. Oh, it sounds terrible together. But anyway, that's that's the big news. Spanish people, man, you're, you're coming on big time. This is like a major coup. Super Bowl is like the biggest world stage. I forget how many people watch the Super Bowl. Like 80 million or something. It's like a billion, I think. I'm at 80 million. It's like a billion people watch the Super Bowl. So, um, and no one doesn't know who J-Lo is, and, and the world, Shakira is probably more popular across the world than Poppy, than she, yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear her say Poppy to me. I like that Poppy thing. That Poppy thing gets to me. I made Carolina say, <laughs> hey, it's Jeff, Carolina's not here today, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, long week for me. I've been working in the morning shift at work. So uh, taking the driving in in the morning. I should have taken the train all week because my ride home from Manhattan is three hours. We live 39 miles from the city. 39 miles took me three and a half hours today. 
I know. People who, do, who commute, who work tough jobs, probably have no mercy on me. If you do something hard in life, if you dig ditches, you work in a prison... You, uh, you're a plumber. Yeah, oh, forget it. You plumbers make a lot of money. Who am I talking about? You guys make like $350 just to come out to the house and stick your hand on my toilet. Plumbers do well. Electricians do well. I mean, I do traffic reports, okay? It's not exactly hard work, but it is. You got to keep up. And the moment you miss something, people complain. They, you know, you missed this. Why didn't you talk about the road I'm on? That always happens. People freak out. You're not talking about the road that, that they're on. But, um, yeah, so I, I I felt your pain today. Three and a half hours on the highway. Oh, my God. It was just nightmarish. And I, at one point, I rolled the window up because I just didn't want to hear the trucks around me. I really didn't want to put the air conditioning on, but I didn't want to hear the trucks either. So I, I rolled the windows up and just I threw the air on. So I didn't have to do these loud, obnoxious trucks. And I know some of our listeners drive trucks for a living. You're used to it, right? You're inside the cab. You don't have to You don't have to hear what's going on outside. Your, your truck is obnoxious. <laughs> Okay, your truck is really annoying. Uh, can I do a segment here called White People News? Okay, old white people news. The old white people news is that the uh, Beatles Abbey Road album is 50 years old. Caroline wouldn't care about this story, but I'm doing it for five seconds anyhow. That's the album that had um, famous song. Let's see, a famous song that Spanish people would know. Um, how about, how about, Here Comes the Sun. Here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo-doo. How about come together right now, oh me. Yeah, that's, that has sexual connotations, that song, come together. But anyway, the Beatles, Abbey Road, 50 years old. That's making all the baby boomers feel really old because, you know, it's just it's 50 years ago. It's 50 years has passed since uh, all these iconic things happened. 69 was a big year, man. Big, big year. Uh, Jurassic Park. New Jurassic Park for uh, 2021. And they've got back, gotten back the original cast, who are all old now, of course, too. But to Jeff Goldblum, who's great, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill are coming back. Those are the three adult stars. The kids are probably like 30 by now. The movie was 1994, I believe. That was one of the first dates I ever went on with Carolina. We went to Jurassic Park. Then we had sex in the back of my car. No, I'm kidding. We actually didn't. But um, I remember we taking her to, taking her to Jurassic Park in Wayne, New Jersey. But uh, they're back... For Jurassic Park, let's see, I don't know what they're going to call the new one. Jurassic Kingdom was the last one. Jurassic World, um, I don't know what they're going to call this one. But it's coming back in uh, 2021, so they're probably going to start shooting this soon. Very exciting if you're a Jurassic Park fan. Jurassic Park, this is like Jurassic Park 5, basically, right? I didn't see the last couple. We've just been busy the last couple of years raising, raising Jackson, you know? Um, oh, so the guy who created the Labradoodle, the Labradoodle, you know, the uh, laboratory dog, basically, you know, they bred a Labrador and a Poodle, and it's called a Labradoodle. That guy's very sorry he created um, this this Franken dog. They call them Franken dogs because you know, they're just a mix of breeds. And he says that um, half of them, majority of them, are either crazy or have hereditary problems because you know you're mixing breeds that you really probably shouldn't mix together. It's not like humans. Humans can, you know, do anything together. But dogs have a problem, I guess, apparently. You ever see, you know, it's weird. You ever, you ever see a dog, like, you'll see this weird little dog, and it'll have, like, a giant head or a big tail or something, and they'll say, oh, it's a Labrador. It's a Labrador mixed with a Chihuahua. And all I can picture is, like, those two dogs getting it on together. It's just, like, the weirdest the weirdest thing. But, um, yeah, so this guy's upset. I guess the other, the other Franken dogs are, like, schnoodles. And then we have uh, my dog, Teddy. 
Poor Teddy, aging, aging, uh, aging out at this point, unfortunately. Um, Pitmation, I call Teddy Pitmation because he's half Pitbull, half Dalmatian. Pray for Teddy, everybody. Please pay for Teddy. He's had a rough, um, rough couple weeks. He's losing his energy, it seems. Uh, doesn't eat right away. Then he does eat. So it's very. This house, this house is a mix of sad and happy because Jackson's growing up, and uh, Teddy, unfortunately, uh, doesn't look good. Uh, my mother-in-law told me she was praying for him. So please, if you uh, if you have ruined your prayers for our dog, that would really be uh, be uh, helpful. Um, oh, you see this? The Army has issued a warning to its personnel about the possibility of crazy people shooting up at the opening of this new movie called Joker. Have you seen this? Joker is about... Uh, well, it's Joker. <laughs> it's about Joker. And uh, they're claiming that the um, they think it's going to incite these people who are called incels, who are involuntary celibate. In other words... Uh, guys who can't get laid, who are very angry at the world, and they uh, they they're thinking that this movie might incite people, and they've already sent warnings out to movie theaters. So um, if you go see this movie, just look for creepy people. I mean, there's creepy people everywhere. I rode the subway, right? I rode the subway the other day. I mean, there's a lot of normal looking people though in Manhattan too. You know, there's a lot of normal people, but um, yeah, definitely um, watch out. It's, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Isn't it kind of scary that that's just a, the kind of world we live in now where they have to tell you before you go to a movie that there's loners out there who, who might get violent after being rejected too much in life? I mean, Warner Brothers, they're standing behind the movie saying, uh, you know, that, that doesn't endorse real-world violence. And the director complained that countless other violent Hollywood movies uh, weren't given the same kind of scrutiny. Um, you know, so... Uh, you know, it's, it's the whole white male rejection thing, and it's, it's very scary. It's uh, definitely scary. Um, that, you know, in this world, you got to think about, you know, where you, where you. Are. I mean, every I'm sure people are trained to do that now. Anyhow, I'm sure that's the way you, a lot of people think. I mean, that's definitely how I think when I'm out in public. I mean, I don't, I don't, not it's, it's not on my mind every minute. Like who who looks crazy? Who's going to shoot me? No, I'm not. I don't think sit around and think that. But you know, at the same time, you do have to. Wonder where the crazy people are, and, and just you know what it is. You got to pray and hope that you don't, you are not around them, that you're not in the in their, uh, I say line of fire, line of sight, whatever. That you just got to hope that you're not, you don't encounter crazy people because they're everywhere. They're in schools. It used to be used to be going postal. That was a big thing. You'd say somebody went postal because the big shooting years ago was that guy in the post office. I forgot where that happened, but the guy in the post office shot in Chicago, somewhere in the Midwest, I believe. The guy came in and shot a whole bunch of people in the post office, and that coined the phrase "going postal" at work. And then it turned into all these school shootings, and uh, who knows what's in the water? You know, you got to wonder how this, how how we evolved into a society. How we evolved? Did I say involved? Evolved into a society where uh, there's just so many of these things going on. All right, I don't want to bring you down. Sorry, um, Al Al Franken, the senator who was forced to resign. Because of the Me Too movement, he's coming back with a radio show on Sirius XM. Maybe this is the first step to getting back in the presidential race because none of these people look like they can beat Trump. Even with the newest the newest scandal with Trump and the Ukrainians. Um, you know, did Trump push the Ukrainians to investigate Joe Biden's kid? Who knows? Do I really care? Do you care? Is that an issue you care about? If they impeach Trump... 
does it really matter to you because the Senate's not going to vote, not going to vote to to take him out of office anyhow? And it doesn't seem like what he did was like anything that maybe other presidents didn't, didn't might not have done. Where they, you know, where they you say to some you say to some world leader, hey, listen, you you do us a favor, we'll do you a favor. They're they're likening Trump to the mob boss, you know, to to, to um to uh, Don Corleone when he uh, when he tells the uh, the funeral director to make Sonny look good after Sonny got shot. Like, do me a favor. And Sonny was shot like 800 times. You know, Sonny got shot a million times. Speaking of mob movies, speaking of mob movies, I'm moving on quickly here. Um, the Irishman is opening soon. That's the new Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci movie directed by Martin Scorsese, who did Goodfellas and Taxi Driver. A lot of classic movies Martin Scorsese did. Those are just two of the uh, two of his classics. The Departed he did. So if you like mob movies, and the thing with the, the, they're experimenting, the um, the Irishman, which by the way was shot, they they shot a couple scenes. A mile from our house here, where we live on the island, one mile away, The Irishman is going to be released not only in the movie theaters, but it's going to be released at the same time on Netflix. So if you want the... Or either either the same day or a couple of days later. So if you want the movie theater experience and you want to be around crazy people, no, I'm kidding. If you want the movie theater experience, you go to the movies. If you want to sit at home and watch uh, things on your iPad... Uh, or sit and, sit and watch it on your TV, obviously. You know, all the TVs are smart TVs, or watch it on your computer, but the, you can you can do that. I wonder if that's what's led to this isolation, where you can just do everything at home now, and you don't have to... I wonder if that's led to angry people. I'd, I'd have to discuss this with my wife and would be one day, but uh, maybe on my my show, my wife won't get happy if I start getting into this stuff. I was just curious, though. I wonder if there's all this isolation where you can shop at home, you can have your groceries delivered at home, you never have to go out of your house. You can you can be you can be a hermit, and you get angry at the world. And then the only time you go out of the house is to do harm to other people, which really sucks. So I'm hoping that we're not creating a whole generation of people, which I think we are already. I mean that, that that's that's why I don't like. I'm not a fan of homeschooling because I think it makes your kids not want to deal with the rest of the world. They they're trained to not deal with the rest of the world when you know dealing with other people is part of the world. You get invited to parties, to weddings. Uh, and there's times where you're gonna have to deal with other people. And I wonder if all this isolation, just, uh, you know, all this computer stuff doesn't just keep people at home and uh, make them weird. It's definitely, it's definitely a whole new generation of people, you know. My, my, you know, we played outside. I don't want to sound like an old fart. We played outside. We played stickball. Not stickball. We played kickball in the street. We played tag. We rode our bikes. We used to ride up to this factories, these factories near me where they made these plastic calendars. And they would throw all the extras out in the garbage can. And there was a candy factory where they would package all this candy. I don't think they actually made the candy there, but they would package the candy at this place. And uh, sometimes the packages would be stamped wrong, printed wrong, and they'd throw it all in the garbage can. And, you know, we'd go in and take it as kids. But that was what we did. We, we rode around on our bikes. I mean, I'd be gone for hours. There was no cell phone for my mother to call me. My mother just knew I'd be back home by 5 o'clock. This all sounds like, you know, oh, I'm an old fart talking about the good old days. But that's not it. It's just you, you wonder if we're creating a whole uh, generation of, of people who can't deal with other people because they're stuck inside. A five-year-old Tennessee boy with autism was reportedly accused of sexual harassment when he hugged a classmate and kissed another child on the cheek. That's that's the story. Have we gone too far? Is has society gone too far? Yeah. When you accuse a five-year-old of sex harassment, that might be going a little bit too far. That's insane, right? And there was another story. There was another story just like that about a six-year-old in Florida. They put the six-year-old in handcuffs in Florida. 
And they had to, uh, I believe, the person who put the kid in handcuffs had to, was fired from his job. I don't know if it's a cop or what. I, I did see the story, though. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, we're going to have a good interview next week. Um, Danny Pino. Remember Danny Pino? He was on... He has been on Without a Trace. I believe he also played a cop on... I think he was on Law & Order for Law & Order SVU for a season. And now I think he's in Narcos. I'll get to it in just a second. Um, Mattel is uh, creating a gender-neutral doll, like a gender-neutral Barbie. I mean, if you strip Barbie down and you strip Ken down and you strip G.I. Joe down, there's nothing there anyhow. There's no, there's no um, you know, body parts. But toy company Mattel, the owners of Barbie, American Girl, and Thomas's friends have created a gender-neutral doll. That's the, uh, the new thing. Uh, pro- pro- probably not, in de- not, not demanded by children, but demanded... Um, demanded by adults who want to have a more inclusive world for their kids, want to raise their kids in such a way, teach their children, I think, things that children don't have to know at such an early age. But um, this this new gender doll, the, it says the lips aren't too full, the eyelashes aren't too long and fluttery, the jaws aren't too wide, there's no Barbie-like breasts or broad Ken-like shoulders. Each doll just looks like a slender seven-year-old with short hair, which which comes with a wig of long, lustrous locks and a wardrobe befitting any fashion-conscious kid. Hoodies, sneakers, and graphic t-shirts. So they're trying to tell you there's no difference, in a, in a sense, they're trying to tell you there's no difference between... Boys and girls. And we do know there's a difference between boys and girls. I mean, I, you know, if your child wants to be raised uh, in a certain gender, go right ahead, be, enjoy yourself. But something, something about it just seems kind of strange that they're uh, for kids, you know, like you're, most, most kids, you know, identify as what they are. You know, most kids are going to be boys and most kids are going to be girls. You know, they, they're not going to say, I don't know what I am, you know. So the, these dolls, I wonder who these dolls are appealing to. That's all. Uh, picking on them, just wondering who they're appealing to. Worst airport in America, LaGuardia. That's right, LaGuardia Airport. Two of the region's three main airports, again ranked among the worst nationwide in customer satisfaction. I believe Newark is in there, and LaGuardia. LaGuardia ranked dead last among the 27 largest airports. Newark finished uh, 19th. Among the uh, last among 19 mega airports, so they're both in the uh, in the crapper, both LaGuardia and Newark. But they're rebuilding LaGuardia. I drive by LaGuardia right now, and LaGuardia Airport is being uh, massively rebuilt. And there's all sorts of stuff going on in the Grand Central Parkway. If you live in New York and, and you drive by in Queens, you definitely uh, can't you can't miss what they're doing to LaGuardia. And that all that all came about because of the fact that um, Joe Biden walked through that airport. Here's a good reason to vote for Joe Biden for president. You know, he's 78; he's an old guy. You can trust him. But other than that, he walked through LaGuardia and said he felt like he was he felt like he was in a third world country. You know, and uh, I thought that was that was classic, man. He just said, "I feel like I'm in a third world country." And people picked on him for it. How dare he say this? But Lagord, listen. When we flew to Nebraska, and you, you get off, you, you go to Chicago. You, you, we flew to O'Hare, and then to uh, on to Omaha, and you go to other airports, and it just freaks you out how nice they are. You know how modern they are. I mean, you know the touchless, the touchless urinal, the touchless sink, the soap. You don't have to touch. You know, literally, you don't have to touch anything. There's no door in the bathroom, so you don't have to hold the door for anybody. There's no, you know, you don't have to flush the toilet. It does that for you. It senses you. 
and you know, and then you, you leave and you have and you're clean. LaGuardia, I mean, I remember you had to open the door, and it just was a whole a whole thing. By the way, you know, it's weird. Every once in a while, I'll go I'll go into the bathroom at work, which has that automatic stall that flushes, and someone will have left something in the toilet, and you say. Okay, it always flushes on me, sometimes midway through when I'm doing my business. How does somebody sit down there and it not flush? And I'm thinking they, they must be so paranoid they just might hover over the um hover over the toilet. Do you hover? My wife hovers. Carolina will not she will not sit on a public toilet. She won't sit anywhere for that matter, you know? She um when she goes on these interviews, what she which she does a lot for the podcast, part of her gig that she's doing right now. Yeah, she she says, Oh, there's a bathroom there. I said, do you use it? Oh, yeah. I, you know, she'll do number one there, but never, never a number two. I know there's a lot of people like that won't do the number two at work, right? I mean, I work overnights, man. So, hey, you know. I, I By the way, I walked in on a guy at work the other day. I walked in on a guy. And usually I, I, when I walk in the bathroom, I could look under the stall and see if there's somebody there. And I walked in on some guy the other day. And his reaction, I walked, I pushed the door open. He said, Jesus Christ! And I didn't know who he was. For all I know, he was some big honcho executive. So my first instinct was to say, hey, buddy, you might want to lock the door. But I decided not to because I didn't know who he was. For all I know, he was the program director of one of the other radio stations. I might want to get a job. And imagine, imagine walking in to meet him and, and he looks at me and says, oh, you're the guy that pushed the door open when I was taking a crap. So I decided that I would just ignore it. And I said, sorry. Well, hold on, let me give you the bathroom sound effect. I said, Sorry. And I just walked out and went back to my job because you know, I was just weird. I mean, I, I think I told this story when I got scared at night. I used to work in the World Trade Center. That's where I met Carolina in the original World Trade Center. And I, for two years, I didn't see anybody. Okay, I didn't see a soul on the floor. I thought I was alone. The lights would go out at night. They had a little desk lamp. It was an old office. They had a deal where they would get like low rent if we didn't run the lights. So I had a lamp and I was on a big empty floor in the World Trade Center. And one night I walked out to the bathroom. I pushed the bathroom door open. And there was another guy standing. There. I went, "Wah!" It was the freakiest friggin' thing, man, to see somebody else standing where you didn't expect someone to be standing. So um, I don't know why I'm telling that story. It just reminded me of the other, reminded me of the other bathroom story. Oh my God, Carolina would have done the story first. I wish I had some sad music. Let me hold. Let me see if I let me find something sad. Hold on. Let me find some sad music. Hold on. Let me see. Um. 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 Hold on, let me find something really sad to play. Because Carolina would say, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe these, Jeff. That's how my wife talks. <laughs> Let's see, sad. Go away, YouTube. Sad music. Let's see, we have some sad music here. Oh, sad piano music. This will make you cry, it says. So let's see, hold on. Let's uh, skip past the ad. Let's see if this will make me cry. Here we go, ready? Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let me set the scene here. Dateline. Albany, New York. Governor Andrew Cuomo and his Food Network star girlfriend Sandra Lee announced Wednesday. Wednesday. I ruined it. They've announced Wednesday. They've broken up after more than a decade together. Oh, God can read this. Cuomo, 61, and Lee, 53, confirmed the split in a joint statement. It came five months after the New York Post reported that the two were no longer living together and Lee had put their million-dollar-something house in Westchester County up for sale. A source close to the governor said Wednesday that the couple had begun telling friends 
while they remain best friends, that's a lie. They are no longer a couple. If they were best friends, they would still be a couple. But they're not, so they're apart now. She was last seen baking cookies, baking cookies somewhere. He was last seen with his brother, who everybody calls Fredo, as a nickname from the Godfather movie. Here's the quote. Over the recent past, we have realized that our lives have gone in different directions, and our romantic relationship has turned into a deep friendship. In other words, there's no more sex. Our personal lives remain personal, and there will be no further comment. Lee said in a statement, We will always be family, and we are fully supportive of each, of each other and dedicated to the girls. They, they, it was a joint statement they released. The girls refer to Cuomo's three adult daughters from his marriage to Kerry Kennedy, daughter of Robert F. Kennedy. Lee and Cuomo first began seeing each other 14 years ago, according to multiple reports. By the way, this crap took up a quarter page in the newspaper. Rumors of a breakup began earlier this year when Lee put the home she shared with Cuomo in the Westchester County suburb of Newcastle on the market. Since then, Cuomo, a third-term governor, has spent most of his time at the governor's mansion in Albany. Lee is a TV host and a cookbook author, famous for her semi-homemade approach to cooking. Ha ha ha! All right, they're done. There you go. Okay, Yahoo! All right, it's all over. <laughs> all right, what can I tell you? So people, people don't, uh, people don't stay around forever. People don't stay together forever. They try. Let me try. Oh, can I do sports news? Ready? Sports news. The sports news is the uh, Mets are done. They're out of the playoffs. They can't make the playoffs because uh, the Brewers won last night. So the Yankee, the Mets cannot mathematically make the playoffs. But Jacob Degrom uh, will most likely win a second straight Cy Young award. You know. I, it's, it is amazing if you look at the Mets. They had a great second half, okay? This guy, DeGrom, is amazing. This Pete Alonzo hits 52 home runs. He's probably going to be the rookie of the year. They've got the Cy Young winner. I believe they have the most home runs or the second most home runs in the league, and they are not going to make the playoffs because they had such a crappy month of June. They had a hard, They lost so many games for this Jacob DeGrom when they should have won games for Jacob DeGrom. is really, really unbelievable. So, uh, And, you know, Carolina's happy because, of course, the Yankees, the Yankees are in the playoffs. The Yankees are definitely in the playoffs. And they, uh, I think next Friday, I don't know if they have home field advantage or not. I'm not sure what the deal is there. But um, so, anyway, the baseball season comes to a crashing and for Mets fans, um, but, uh, you know, football goes on. The Giants, everybody's excited about Daniel Jones because he did such a good job in the first game. Let's see how the rookie quarterback does. The Jets are 0-3, I believe. So Danny Pino, who we have coming on next week. Danny Pino is an American actor who starred as Detective Scotty Valance on the uh, CBS series Cold Case. I loved him in Cold Case. Then he was Detective Nick Amaro on Law & Order SVU for only four years. Um, oh, look, he appeared in a play with Madonna in, in London for a couple of years. He played, oh, that's right, he played Desi Arnaz on that Lucille Ball special. That's right. And he's currently coming on here to promote the fact that he's playing a drug cartel leader. Oh, that's right, Miguel Galindo. He's on Mayans MC, the Sons of Anarchy spinoff. That's right. 
and an FBI agent in the uh, in this thing called Gone. But the thing that I'm fascinated by, fascinated by the most, is the fact that he's playing pretty much playing a bad guy for the first time in his life because he's always played a good guy, and uh, he's playing a bad guy in. Uh, in, in this Mayans show, which I watched a couple episodes of. You know, it's funny, the last two years, just with raising the baby, it's been really tough to watch TV, working the overnight for, for two and a half years. Uh, and it's funny, when I started, someone said, said to me, just give up television, you're not going to watch a lot. And I watched, I watched some things. And the new, the new TV season started, and I really want to watch The Voice, because I like The Voice. And uh, there's a new series starring one of the guys from The Shield, Walton Goggins, who was on The Shield. If you've ever watched The Shield, he was a real bad guy. He's in a comedy called The Unicorn, which starts on CBS on Thursday night tonight. Also, Patricia Heaton, who was Ray Romano's wife, she's back with a sitcom called Carol's Second Act. Uh, what else did I have to talk about? Um, yeah, the Trump thing. We'll see what, what happens with the Ukrainians. I had a couple other stories I circled. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to the... Uh... Oh, yeah. They're picking on that that uh, that girl. The girl who... Um, the, uh, the Swedish girl who is the climate... The climate change... The face of uh, fighting climate change. And they're really ripping on her a lot. And it's kind of... I mean, she is a little over the top. But look, she... This, comes, this seems to come from her heart. Greta Thunberg is her name. And for some reason, she makes white guys really angry. She doesn't make me angry. I mean, I don't, I don't believe her. I don't think the world is ending in, uh, in 11 years like she does. But I definitely think man has done some bad stuff to the planet, some bad stuff to the planet without a doubt. So, um, you know, they gave her a platform. She got up there, she made a speech, and she was way over the top of the speech. But this is what she believes. And listen, you have to have people who, who uh, don't back down. Otherwise, nothing gets done. So I give her credit on that front. I just don't agree. Like, I, I hate when people, like, you know, they always tell you, when you t- if you tell your kids that pot is going to kill you and beer is going to kill you, and then they see people smoking pot and drinking beer and they see it doesn't kill them, they feel like they've been lied to and they're going to want to try it. So when this girl goes around telling you that the world is going to end in 10 years, that we're on the path to extinction, look, everybody's on the path to extinction, but she's, she claims, you know, we're really on the path to extinction. And like in 10 years, she thinks the world is, that's it. She thinks the world is going to basically end. I mean, there's people that think, you know, and, and listen, we have overfished. We've, we've, you know, we've done a lot of horrible things to the environment. Uh, Trump's done some pretty bad, rolled back some environmental protections. Uh, but uh, in the end, the Environmental Protection Act from years, the Endangered Species Act prevents him from doing some really bad stuff. So he's prevented from doing things. And, and, and we have an election. Thank, thankfully, we have elections every four years. And we'll be able to, uh, you know, vote this guy out if you want, if you choose. Unfortunately, the economy's okay. So most people, even as a Democrat, me, hardcore Democrat, listen, you can't deny that the economy's okay. I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, he's a horrible guy in a lot of ways. He's like, he's like a, he, I don't know if he's a mob boss like they, they make him seem. But, you know, he's, he's Trump. He says rude stuff. He does rude things. But he, he's an expert at hogging the news cycle. He gets in the news and he's there for like ages talking about stuff. And the, the media just pays attention. And it's, it's just crazy, man. I mean, you know, and he's and he drives people nuts. So, uh, but he doesn't drive me nuts. I can't let him drive me nuts. I have uh, I have Jackson, Jackson, uh, Jackson to worry about. I'm raising, a, you know, raising a kid. Anybody who has kids knows the deal that that becomes your uh, that becomes your main priority in life. You want to you want to make the world better for your children. And you know, yeah, of course that involves having the right people running the world. So you know, it does come into play. But overall, you know, you get concerned about other stuff in life rather than thinking about you know who's who's running for office. Uh, oh, the the price is right. 
Look at that. Price is Right finished first in 2018-2019. First place for the 33rd consecutive year. The highest rated CBS daytime show. So it beats all the soap operas. It beats the Wayne Brady Let's Make a Deal, which, let's face it, is just not that good. Tiffany Coyne, the, the, the model's very cute on, on, the, on, um, on that show. Let's make a deal. But the, the models and the prices right are, are, are cuter and, and more talented, I think. They're more talented. Yeah, they're more they're more talented, without a doubt. Anyway, new prices right season started this week. So the new TV, TV season is on. If you have any recommendations for me and Carolina, we have limited time to watch TV. I'm trying to catch up on stuff. Let me know at 516-637-3254. We'll give out some shirts and hats. I still have some to mail out. We gave out a ton at the parade. It was so much fun at the Dominican Day Parade the other day in West New York. Want to get in touch? At Jeff Jensen Show on Twitter. The Real Jeff Jensen Instagram. Jeff Jensen on Facebook. At Carolina on all her platforms. 516-637-3254 if you want to get in touch. JJ the DJ at optonline.net. Carolina's back Friday on this show. So you won't have to hear a 30-minute JJ monologue, all right? Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. We do. Shows a JJ production. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.